Hey everybody, welcome back to That Book Podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Julianne. And if you're wondering why I have a book on my head, you'll find out if you stick around to the end. Okay, let's go. Hey, welcome back. Well, look at all the books I have this week. <laughs> if you're not watching the video, that means I have five books. Um, so we're going to get into one. Uh, the first one we're going to talk about today is The Bomber Mafia, mm -hmm. uh, which I actually finished. I started it last week. So if you uh, listened last week, you heard a little bit about this. I'm going to get into some more detail here. Um, because I finished it, so I feel like kind of need to wrap it up, get some closure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you went through it so fast. It was really good. Um, it's Malcolm Gladwell, um, who is, he's, he's a fantastic writer. And what, one of the things I really appreciated about him telling this story, it's, it's a true story. It's a recounting of um, things that happened in World War II. And one of the things I really appreciate about Malcolm Gladwell in general, but especially on this story, is that he does a really good job of helping you understand the motivations mm. of all the characters, um, not just the ones you like, like the ones you don't like. Mm. And you can kind of see why everybody acted the way they did, even if you don't agree with all the decisions they made or all the things they did. So, and that makes the story more compelling, right? It does, because everybody is human. It's not like, you know, the good guys versus the monsters. It's like every, we're all just humans trying to figure it out the best yeah. that we can. Um, so that was really cool. I do want to mention a couple of things that get into spoilery territory. What? Yes. Uh-oh. So for everyone who's listening or watching, you can kind of fast forward till I'm done talking about this book. Andrew, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, man. Like, the best you can do is plug your ears. I know. She said, Andrew, I won't give you spoilers because I know you're going to, because I know you're going to read, I want you to read this. But now, not only are you spoiling it for me, but for... All of the man, okay. Well, I don't know how many people are gonna listen to this, and also, that's fair. <laughs> also, um, you have to in order say? to get paint an accurate picture of how great it is. I, I feel like I haven't really given enough information that people would want to read the book, okay? Like, I think you've seen my reactions, and so you're like, wow, she's really into it. Yeah, it, go for it, do so, it. Rip the so, band aid off, rip the band aid off, okay? The they're not like super, they're not like super big spoilers. Yeah. I wouldn't give that much away, but um, one of the things I found was interesting. Um, and it's it's not a big part of the book, so I don't feel bad giving the spoiler away, but it is part of the book, is like the comparison between how the um, the British were using bombing um, and the Americans were trying to use bombing, um, especially at the beginning of like when the Americans entered the war. Um, and they had like really different views on how it should be used. Um, the British were basically like, we need to break the will of our enemy. Mm -hmm. And the Americans were like, we need to be strategic about it, basically. Hmm. Um, and I'm summarizing so that I don't give away the entire book. Mm -hmm. um, but um, what was interesting is the British rationale behind that, which he brings out in this book. I wouldn't mm -hmm. have necessarily thought about it, although I might have, because like everybody knows about like you know the bomb raids in England and all the signs and like everything that happened. And um, he says, you know, it's interesting that. The British were like, we need to just break the will of our enemy with how we're bombing these places because um, that will that will just devastate them. They'll surrender. When in fact, the Germans were doing that to the British, <laughs> like before the British even like mobilized, yeah. and it actually made their country like stronger. 
Yeah, because they're like, oh, we're hunkering down now. Yeah, they're like, this. they're like, you know what? They're coming after us. We're not going to let them get us. Yeah. You know, even our civilians are being targeted. And so then the civilians are like, wow, we're part of the war effort. We're being bombed. We're mm-hmm. going to do everything we can. Yeah. You know, um, and they just, people would mention that and they would just say, well, that's because we're British. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we're better than everyone else. The Germans won't react that way. The Japanese won't react that way. You know, whoever else they're fighting <laughs> won't react that, that way. That's so funny. Which I just thought that was so interesting. Yeah. Like, hmm. so interesting, like how we rationalize things and, oh, yeah. and decide things, especially when, um, you know, there's winning at stake when there's a lot of other things at stake, like, mm-hmm. you know, democracy and all yeah. those things. So, but... I'm not saying that the decision was right. I just thought it was really interesting that he brought that out. The other um, thing that I hadn't really, I guess I hadn't really thought about bombing a lot in World War II before reading this book. And I kind of had the impression that we dropped the atomic bombs on Japan and that was like kind of it. Turns out maybe not. Oh. So you can read more about it in this book if you're intrigued. You should do do one more before. I should do one more book. Okay. Well, I was going to do... Um, this book next, which is kind of a shared book between the two of us. Mm-hmm. Um, this is Style by Emily Henderson. This is very different than the book I just recounted. Um, <laughs> We're doing a big pivot right now. A, a big pivot. Um, the subtitle is Secrets for Arranging Rooms from Tabletops to Bookshelves. So I forgot to do not disturb my phone again. So I will have to do that while you're presenting. <laughs> I heard a little vibration. I'm sorry. Um, anyway, I. Uh, it's, it's very fun. It's a very beautiful book. She has a lot of interior design tips and tricks. And I've actually just started it. Um, I'm looking at where my bookmark is, and it's like maybe a quarter of the way through. Mm-hmm. We got this last weekend, and there's a style quiz in the front of it. So I made Andrew sit down with me and take it. Which is which, pretty cool. Yeah, he very graciously agreed to do. I love quizzes. Yes, and we found out that, um, according to her, our style preferences are either minimalist or contemporary and then we yeah. kind of looked at the descriptions and at um at like some of the pictures that she said exemplified the different styles mm-hmm. and even though we like tested higher on minimalist we actually like the contemporary more so that's cool yeah but i think minimalist was probably our second based on yeah and i feel like minimalist is kind of what we tend to default to mm-hmm. um just because it's it's I think easier. It's, I think it's a lot easier to bring stuff in than to take stuff out. Yeah. Because you're like, um, attached to it once you have it, so. Right. Um, but there's a bunch of really fun pictures for all of you watching. Boom. All this. It was also fun. Be- so basically, she gives like all of these descriptions mm-hmm. of these styles. Tells you a little bit about them, kind of the, the general vibe. And then... Um, a picture of what it might look like. And then also some like specifics like for industrial... Uh, chalkboard paint, DIY pipe shelving, etc. Yeah, like kind of materials you would use in that style. Yeah, so we read through most of them, and it's really funny because Julianne's like, oh, you like this one, right? And I'm like, no, I think you like that one. She's like, ah. Oh. I'm projecting. Yeah, I was hoping you really liked it too because I'm, I, I, I'm digging that style right now. So anyway, for those of you watching, uh, I think you're going to touch on this, but we, yeah. we, last week and every other week before this, there's been a shelf. Um, and, and now there's not. Okay. Here's what happened. We were flying back from our vacation and I couldn't sleep. It was a red eye flight. So I looked to see what they had on the screens as one does. Mm -hmm. Delta has some good options. Yes. Tell you what. This episode sponsored by Delta. (laughs) 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 No one is paying us. (laughs) 
for anything. But, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so Delta actually had some masterclass classes, and one of them was by an interior designer. So I originally thought I wanted to get her book because I thought it would kind of be like having the masterclass but in printed form. And you were feeling very inspired by that. I was feeling super saw. inspired by that. I got off the plane and I was like, Andrew, we have to go to Home Depot. And he's like, right now it's 5 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know if that was like your exact words, but that was the implication of what you said. Yes. And then Allison caught wind of it and she was like, absolutely not. You're yeah. not stopping on <laughs> I almost got it. Yep. But um, anyway... <laughs> um, that has prompted a lot of discussions, a lot of like thoughts, and we decided we had and this, getting this book. And I got this book instead because it felt a little more practical and probably approachable for me. Yeah. Um, the other one was more like a lookbook of things that that lady had designed, which would be gorgeous. Mm -hmm. But I'm not to the stage where I can just look at it and be like, "Oh, I'm inspired now. I'm gonna go, yeah, you know, do that." I need like actual like tips. Yeah. So. Um, so maybe that'll be a future book. Maybe. Yeah, maybe we'll buy that eventually, but... But this one is, is looking perfect for what you were, where you won, so... Yes, exactly. And, and there was a quiz, so I'm sold. And so, anyway, this shelf that we used to have behind us, I don't know if anybody has, like, looked at it <laughs> on the YouTube, but we used to have this, like, pretty huge, like, kind of um, awkwardly shaped built-in shelf behind us, and I was like, Andrew, what if we took that down? So, he did, yesterday, okay. and thankfully... It was not like glued anywhere. It was just screwed in. So we're going to have to do minimal repair there. So yep. we'll get it painted later. I'm excited. Yeah. So we'll see how fast we get that done. But uh, so it could look like this next week or we could have it painted. And yeah, that cool could too. be really so, fun. Yeah. Um, so the one thing about back to the book um, that she has at the end of the first chapter is she has a style wheel. So once you know what your style is, she recommends um, incorporating elements from a contrasting style. And so she has, you know, she has them all on a wheel. And so you pick your style and then you look across and that's the one that you're supposed to incorporate. Um, and so ours is called Totally 80s. And I have... You cringed at the, at the title. I have a lot of really bad... I was going to say mixed feelings, but I have a lot of really bad feelings <laughs> about that. But I, I'm looking at like the photo that she has as the mm -hmm. example. Um, and I actually don't know that I'm going to hate it, so I'm willing to give it a try. Well, I think what she said here is is shapes and color combos. And yeah. pretty much what you've been talking about lately is like putting geometric designs in places with mm -hmm. unique colors. And I was like... That was inspired by this, partially. Well, you were talking about that before, and I think you've embraced it and been like, oh, yeah. Yeah, so that if that's what she means, cool. If yeah. she means like we're going to go around with like 80s hair... She just said incorporate a couple things from this style, and you're already working on that, so okay. good job. You are cool. passing the, the test. Cool. Awesome. Uh, okay. Do you want me to do another book? Uh, no, I think, I think I'm good to go here. Okay. I uh, probably should have done the order differently, but that's cool. We're fine. We're fine. It's yeah. all good. It's all good. Oh, so, the chair's so creaky. The new chair is very creaky. Yeah. We should probably change that in the future. I should probably get a different chair. For the podcast? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. What's we'll this chair? It's a very comfy chair, so that does help. Um, anyway, slide in my book, and now it's here. Uh, it is Captivate by Vanessa Van Edwards. The subtitle is The Science of Succeeding with People. Uh, spoiler alert, I'm about to do a slideshow on this, so whoa. Spoiler for the podcast. We're giving so many spoilers right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we should just call ourselves the Spoiler Podcast. Spoiler Podcast. <laughs> uh, no. No, I, did, I would not want to do that I wouldn't listen to something called the spoiler podcast, I wouldn't make so. it no me either I would feel so bad about it anyway 
Captivate by Vanessa Van Edwards. Um, and it's really good. I'll go into more detail about it. But I just finished this week. Um, it took a while. It has not been featured on any other podcast episode because I haven't read it since then until this week. So, uh, But you did yeah. read it a lot like at the end of last year or whatever. Oh, yeah. I read it. months ago. Yeah. I was, I was blazing through it. And then I was like, I'm going to stop for a little bit. And then I read like a bazillion other books that I haven't finished. And I was like, I need a slideshow. So I finished this. Uh, last night, actually. So, yeah. Can <laughs> uh, you tell? Are Are you okay with telling the podcast what you told me last night that I thought was ironic? That I hadn't. This is. A, I think it's the first nonfiction book I've finished since reading Finish. Yeah. Is that what you thought was yeah. So ironic? Yeah, I thought that was. Funny. Which wasn't that long ago. No, it's not like you haven't finished books either, but it just was funny that you were like finish, boom, and then you I'm just so inspired. Jump around. <laughs> Yeah, he didn't say you got finished books. No, that's true. That wasn't what it was about. No, it was about goals. Okay, so, cool. Should yeah. I share another book? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you should do that. I think I was you were about to away. share your other book, but yeah. then, like, the rest of the podcast. Good call. At least this segment would just be me talking, yes. so. Okay, um, another book. This is kind of in the same vein as the last book. Um, Big Style and Small Spaces by Sarah Dorsey. Uh, this is less of a design book and more of a DIY book, which is totally cool. We got this... We got a good deal on this book, I feel like. Yeah, at our local bookstore. At our local bookstore. Which is really fun. It was really cute. It's got some, like, yeah, like you said, DIY projects that seem really mm-hmm. attainable, seem really cute, give some ideas. Yeah. Um, so we were like, yes, please. Yeah, they definitely make it so that if you're, like, living in an apartment or whatever and you don't have a lot of space for tools, you don't necessarily have to use that, which is nice because we do have some tools, but we don't have, like, all the tools you could ever dream of. Mm-hmm. Um, nor can we, like, just go out and buy all the tools you could ever dream of. <laughs> so, um, Anyway, there's some there's some projects in here that either I'm going to make or I'm going to try to talk Andrew into making first, mm-hmm. actually, if I'm being quite <laughs> realistic with myself, because um, they're cool. There's a there's a table I'd love to have in this room at some point, so. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, do you want me to go again, or would you like yeah, to you can do Yeah, you can do Fostered, I think. Um, okay. Fostered might actually take more time than clockwork. Well, maybe you just got to speed through it then. Okay. So this uh, book is called Fostered. It's a memoir. Um, One woman's powerful story of finding faith and family through foster care. That's the the subtitle there. And it's by Tori Hope Peterson. We got this book at a conference last year. Yep. The Global Leadership Summit. Yep. We are very excited about going again this year. Yes. It's awesome. We bought a lot of books. And um, this is one of the books that we bought. And I was really looking forward to reading it. I knew it was going to be... A little bit emotionally taxing just yep. by the title so I've put it off for a while um, but last night I was feeling like I could read it so I did yep. um, and I think I made it through the first third yeah which is really impressive because you just read that for like 40 minutes last night and boom yeah she she's a great writer it was really is really easy to read even though a lot of the things that are happening are like they shouldn't like they shouldn't happen you you, you know, you feel sad, you feel empathy. There's a lot of tragedy so far, right? You feel a lot, yeah, there's, you feel a lot of emotions, but you also feel hope, Mm. which, um, is really cool. Yeah. Um, I think I was, so I don't know if I told you this or not, so you, you might Um, know this or not, but I found myself at one point this week going down like a YouTube rabbit hole and I ended up watching a bunch of different videos about like Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. Oh. Yes. And... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is a little random, uh-huh. but this is what happens when my brain is fried. It was like one, it was like the day that my brain was really fried uh-huh. and I just was like, 
Uh. Mindlessly scrolling, which you should not do. But (laughs) anyway, I did it. And I'm watching all these videos, and I haven't read his new book that comes out. So I ended up on this YouTube train where people were kind of like, you know, why is he... Why did he write this book that is so, like, just kind of exposing all of his hurt and bitterness toward the mm. royal family? Like, a lot of people were saying, like, well, he doesn't have any real trauma or, like, whatever. I don't know. Oh, okay. I, like, I haven't lived his life. And I feel like being born into the spotlight is a really difficult thing. It's very challenging. Like, you know, a lot of people choose fame and can't deal with it. Yeah. When you don't choose fame, like, that's really hard. Yeah. And you're saying this is, like, the opposite? Um... So, yeah, all, I'm, all I was kind of saying is, like, it was interesting to, like, watch those videos where people were talking about, like, you know, he's, he just did an interview with a, um, like, a therapist. I don't know. I don't know when he did it. Whenever these YouTube videos came out, like, right before that, it was breaking news. He did this YouTube video people had, uh, not YouTube video, he did this live stream interview people had to pay to see. Mm. He, where he's, like, sat down and talked with a therapist about his upbringing and stuff for, like, 90 minutes. Mm. And, um, you know, he talked about how therapy had helped him. And a lot of things that these people kept saying were like, was like, you know, he's saying that therapy has helped him, but it seems like he's not like totally through the process Mm. when he wrote the book, right? Like there's a lot Mm. of bitterness. He's throwing a lot of dirt around. Um, and of course, like that's, what's going to sell. So on the one hand, it makes sense. But on the other hand, they're like, you know, he's obviously not moved past it, even Mm -hmm. though he's saying like therapy has helped a lot. Okay. Um, so that's what those, those videos are saying. That's what those videos are saying. But then you're reading this. Um, and yeah, and then I'm reading this and I'm thinking like, what a contrast because she, um, like objectively has gone through things that no one should have to go through, right? Mm-hmm. Like nobody would like read her story and be like, well, she's complaining <laughs> about stuff that the rest of us would die to have. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like no one is looking at her and being jealous or anything like that. Yeah. Um, and yet she's able to speak with such like grace mm-hmm. and um, like objectivity almost about mm-hmm. the things that have happened, not like in a cold way, but in just like, you can tell that she has processed and has mm-hmm. forgiven. And I think that speaks to the power of the gospel. Like she's been really, um, she's been really consistent about that, that it's like, it's because of Jesus that she's able to live the way that she lives and talk the way that she talks and all those mm. things. But I think it also just speaks to like her maturity as a person, Nice, um, which I just, I just really admire. So I'm looking forward to reading the rest of this. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I only read two books this week and actually I read this book all <laughs> week because it was so good. And I only read Captivate last night. I finished it off because I was almost done. But uh, yeah, I started the week somewhere around, somewhere around here. And I am now... What's here for the people who are listening? Oh, yeah. Somewhere around page 50, and now I'm on page 466. Cool. So, uh, which given how much time I've spent reading it, maybe isn't very fast, but, uh, yeah. Oh, it seems pretty fast to me. That's a thick book. Yeah, it's a thick book. It's got like 900 pages, 900-ish pages, but I have been loving it. It's in like three parts. Um, so I finished part one, which they call book, like it's called, it's called book one, but it's part of like mm-hmm. the one book, so, um. But yeah, so I'm about halfway through, which is uh, is pretty cool, and it's been very, very good. Um, like you said with the Bomber Mafia, like, knowing everybody's motivations. And so even the people you don't really like, um, that are, you, you get a good sense of, of who they are, why they're doing what they're doing. Even if you're like, oh, that's gross and disgusting. <laughs> no. Um, but it's, it's really good. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And to be fair, two of the books that I read this week, mm-hmm. like, are very heavy on the pictures. 
because they're you know, designer DIY books. Mm-hmm. So it's not like I have five books, which takes up a lot more airspace on this podcast, but it's not like I actually read more than you. I don't well, think. but you finished two books. Well, I was almost done with both of them. Oh, yeah. What's this last, what's this other book that you finished? Clockwork by uh, the guy that I pronounced his name last week and forgot how to do it again. Oh, yeah. What is it? Mike. Uh, McCallowitz. Yep, you remember. Yeah. By Mike McCallowitz, Clockwork. Um, I did finish this. Mm-hmm. I think I shared a lot of like the really like good takeaways that yep. I got last week. So um, basically, like just to wrap this book up, mm-hmm. is he does a really good job of um, if you are a workaholic, um, which I, I think is pretty common. And yeah, because this is for entrepreneurs, right? Yeah, this and is this very... is entrepreneurs, so it's like an epidemic, basically. Yeah. Um, he does a really good job of laying out just like this step-by-step plan for how you step away from your business. Mm-hmm. Um, and you take a four week trip like as part of that. And nice. then you come back and he says like, your business is going to be better because it can run without you. So if something happens to you or like to a family member or whatever, like your business is not going to go down the tubes. And also then you're free to focus on the things that you do best. So mm-hmm. your business is actually going to be better because you're not getting in the way. You're not like stunting its growth. Right. So I thought that's pretty cool. That's kind of the, premise of this book and he does a really good job of like laying it out and you enjoyed it and you enjoyed it enough upon finishing it that you ordered one of his other books that's true i was going to mention that i did Mm -hmm. i ordered his other book it's called profit first it's about um making money that one's this one's about freeing up your time that one's about making money yeah um so. so we're pretty excited about that yeah okay so that is that wraps up part one yeah moving into the I slideshow can, i can be done talking for part two well, I, who knows how much audience participation they'll have in the slideshow. Oh dear. <laughs> do you need um? Do you need any of my books to stack your? Oh, I don't think so. I think I'm just gonna put this right. You just got a chunky yeah. book. Okay. Yeah, I got a chunky book. That's the advantage of 900 pages. Makes a great stand. <laughs> so hopefully everybody can see the slideshow well. <laughs> Try to make the letters nice and big again. So if you're watching on YouTube, um, ho- hopefully hopefully it's it's working well for you. And if you're not uh, if you're on the on the audio side, I will be explaining everything in, in great detail, I think. So no, yeah, no, no worries. worries there. Yeah. Hopefully I'm not hiding your face at all. I don't think so. Okay. No, I think that's fine. All right. So slideshow about the book that I just talked about, Captivate, <laughs> um, The Science of Succeeding with People by Vanessa Van Edwards. Nice. How long to read? I put four months question mark. I said I put it aside for a while. So... I think it was longer than that. Well, that's what the question mark was there for. Um, yeah, so it might have been longer. So I was I was reading it pretty fast. There's, there's 14 chapters, about 300 pages. And uh, each, each page is like just, it's just like, it's a really thick book. Like as you're reading it, like the concepts are really, um, um, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I had to think about them a lot. Yeah. As I was going through, she had a lot of things um, I'll talk about this in a little bit too. A lot of a lot of things to uh, fill in in the book, mm-hmm. so you have to think about what you've learned and go, hmm, how am I going to apply that? In what ways, etc. So, um, uh, it 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 was a it was a pretty chunky book. Even you know it's three hundred pages, but uh, it felt longer than that because of of all of the uh, the great information that she had. And just and, the time it took to process. And the time it took to process and to like uh, go through the exercises that she had. Okay, so I, sorry, I'm fascinated now with how long it took you to read this book. Mm-hmm. And I'm probably not going to let it go when I should let it go. We bought <laughs> this book eight months ago. Mm-hmm. Did you start reading it immediately? Mm-mm. 
Okay. I don't think so. I thought you did. Mm. But like you weren't, you were kind of half-heartedly reading it because we knew we were going to see her at GLS. Oh, you're right. So I guess I did read it before GLS, which was... I think you read like a chapter or two. Yeah. Okay. So I guess it's been more like eight months. So. I think that's cool. You've set a new record for the podcast. Wow. It's incorrect in the slideshow, but that's okay. That's fine. Um, yeah. So I, yeah, I've read it off and on. Uh, but I guess eight months is our, is, our, <laughs> is our official verdict. How many things did I highlight slash underline? Um, I said 540-ish. Yeah. Wow. Like I said, the book is chunky. So I, uh, and I highlighted so many things that I stopped counting after this, the second chapter. Wow. Yeah. But I, at that point, had averaged roughly two per page. Um, and, the, and the book is, I think, 287 pages or something like that. So uh, I went with, with 540-ish. No wonder it took you so long to read. Like half the time you're just underlining. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot there's a okay. lot of stuff. Uh, number of notes I wrote in the margins, I said eighty-ish. Um, so significantly less. But Does that include like your fill in the blank <laughs> things? Mm-mm. Okay. Uh, so I think that's mostly like the reason that that number is so much lower than the highlights, um, is probably because she explains the things so well. She bolds a lot of things in the book, which makes okay. it just really easy to, you know, so you don't have to be like, Oh, here's a context or here's a you know, you just kinda like underline something around it and mm-hmm. you know the big takeaway and boom you're pretty much good and it's like really self-explanatory she talks about a lot of like um relatively complicated or well-researched you know there's a lot of research that goes into these topics uh-huh. um because it's all about um she breaks it down into the first five minutes first five hours first five days that you meet someone of a relationship yeah okay. of meeting somebody um and so how to make a good first impression um, how to like kind of understand somebody's personality, at least, you know, on the surface enough to try to like, like, uh, reciprocate that back to them so that they feel appreciated mm-hmm. um, and loved. And then, um, how to like build upon that to have a deeper relationship. Yeah. Um, and to know, you know, whether or not you want that, what that would look like, how to get there, etc. So, um, but she kind of, just, she breaks it down really nicely, really simply, um, despite being, you know, pretty weighty, um, uh, topics so um like she explained it so well that that number is a lot lower than uh, uh you know that's what like uh 15 ish percent um and usually it's closer to like half yeah or a third so um so yeah. she did a great job and then i said number of notes written not in the margins because of all the fill in the blank stuff so i guess yeah. i spoiled this a little bit but i said lots <laughs> that wasn't spoiling it <laughs> so i there were you know there were charts that i had to fill in there were a lot of blanks at the end of every chapter. It's like, what's one takeaway? All that kind of stuff. The uh, the notes at the end of the chapters that said takeaway were, uh, like, the blanks were very small. So I think I was supposed to be really concise with my answer. Oh. Uh, I never was. So. That's relatable. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so. So what you're telling me is when I read this book, maybe we should just buy another copy because I won't be able to write my answers in? Um, Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> I'll probably try to do this one anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it could be fun to have both of my notes in it. That could be really fun. All right, moving on to takeaways. Um, there are so I said first takeaway. There are no, no, not there are no. There are sweet spots for socializing, um, like near the host and by the snack. So when you go to a party, or to a social event, or to you know really anything, um, whoever the host is, um, is a good place to stand. Like it's a good, it's a good place to be. 
because everybody's going to go say hi to the host, and the host mm-hmm. is going to say, hey, do you know this really cool person? Boom. You know, it's standing next to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a sweet spot. And then also, like, buy the snacks. Not buy the food, but, like, buy the snacks where people are, like, going to get a drink or, you know, a couple of little, you know, little snacky snackies, but not, like, a full meal because people, when they're getting a full meal, are just, like, piling it on, trying to get back to their seat as fast as possible. So I was like, oh, cool. Uh-huh. Um, and then I also said another one is not as people enter. So it's, okay. like, an anti-sweet spot. Is, is where people enter because people are just trying to get in the door, get settled as fast as possible. It's a really awkward time because they're yeah. trying to get configured with with, uh, with everything that's going on in the room. So don't do it then. Um, and so I was like, okay, cool. So looking for sweet spots, knowing that they knowing that they exist, trying to find them, um, depending on the on the situation. Um, and I was like, wow, that's really cool. Yeah. Second takeaway: um, swap out boring questions like "How are you?" It's a horrible question, she says. Um, and she talked about that a little bit in her talk at the Global Leadership Summit that we went to in August. Um, and so swap out how are you uh, for questions that make people think or kind of like um, activate all the all the goodness in their in their brains. All the, all the, you know, activate. Uh, she she talks about it in a very scientific way that is also really fun. <laughs> um, as, but swap it out for questions like, uh, what's been a highlight of your day? Um, right. So instead of how are you, it's like, hey, what's what's a highlight of your day? And then they go, wow. You know, so then they have to think about it and they go, what, what was a highlight of my day? Oh, this fun thing. And so now they kind of like associate you with that fun thing, but also you get to learn about them in a way that how are you just does not because people say good. Right. Mm-hmm. Highlight of your day. You're like, oh, you know, I did this cool thing. Yeah. Um, another one I'm going to use uh, as more spoilers for later because I am going to going to do it. But like ask, spoilers for me. Uh, well, spoilers for everybody because it's at the end of the slideshow. Oh. But I'm also going to ask questions like, um, I think the biggest one I want to try to implement is what's a personal project, personal passion project you're working on. Nice. Yeah, so I think that's a really good one. Um, third takeaway. I got to start checking through these. Uh, figure out what people value, like information, status, or love. So that one was really interesting. She had a chapter on like what people, what kind of like underlying things that they have. And I'm a personality test junkie, so like... Yeah. Uh, I've taken the Enneagram, Finder, Myers-Briggs, um, Patrick Valencioni's new one, um, uh, Working Genius. Love, love uh, figuring out all of like the fun things that they, that they provide and insights that they have. <clears throat> and uh, she had this, was like, I think she had six things, um, but three of them were information, status, and love. There's also like money and stuff like that. So what is kind of like um, motivating them? What, what do yeah. they value? What do they want? And, um, so figuring out what people want can help you, you know, if they're like more information based than like status based, then you can, then you can lean into that and say, Hey, you know, I know that you like, can you just give them information instead of like praising them? Cause some people like really don't want to be mm-hmm. publicly, you know, they feel like that's an embarrassment, but some people mm-hmm. would be like, yes, please give me all of the credit right now. Right. Yeah. Um, so you can kind of figure that out. Um, so I thought that was cool. Another takeaway stories garner interest. Um, you know, that's no surprise. Everybody loves stories. Um, but have one ready in a variety of topics, um, but keep them under two minutes in mingling situations. Oh. So, like, have some, some quick poppy two minutes or less stories to have in a bunch of situations. And mm-hmm. so there's actually a chart in there with, like, ten of these things. Names, you know, so if names come up, boom, you have a fun, fun story there. Mine was I went to piano camp, and there was a, a girl named Tondaway, and the teacher could not remember her name until there was another guy in our class named John 
and she couldn't she couldn't figure out how to remember Tom Dewey's name until she said, "Throw John away." <laughs> so John, John was a great sport about it. Um, but so I was like, "Oh, that's really funny, right?" So something something poppy, but it's also kind of fun. Um, and I was like, "Oh, this, that's a good like um, kind of way to bring it all together." Another is vulnerability is attractive and a good test for the kinds of people that you want in your life. Um, so right, vulnerability. I think we, you know, you've been reading some Brene Brown. She does a lot of vulnerability mm-hmm. um, research and 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 writing and stuff, which is awesome. So like vulnerability, I think is is kind of making a comeback or in the limelight more than it has been in the past, which is awesome. And then. <coughs> Vanessa talks about, um, like, vulnerabilities in limelight. Vanessa talks about how, um, yeah, no, I'm going to take some more water. Yeah. I, I will just say while you're, while you're recovering, I do think, um, vulnerability is a little bit of a, um, buzzword almost right now, but I think it's well-deserved. Yeah. It, it can be over, you know, overused mm-hmm. or not done right. Right. Mm-hmm. But vulnerability is awesome. Yeah. When done well. And so vulnerability is attractive. And a good test for the kinds of people that you want to have in your life. So, um, I say that and you're like, what does that mean? But she said, you know, if you're honest with somebody in a vulnerable way mm-hmm. and they react really negatively to that, then maybe they're not the kind of person that you want to have a deeper relationship with. Right. But conversely, if you do, then it's like, wow, that's, that's great. And you, and you probably both feel um, better because if, you know, if you're vulnerable and somebody reflects that and they're like, oh, I'm, you know, like I have that vulnerability too. You know, you're in an awkward social situation. You're like, man, like I, I've never been, I don't know anybody here. And the other person's like, oh, me neither, you know, and then uh, mm-hmm. that can be really great. But they're like, what do you mean you don't know anybody? Go talk to everybody. Get to know people. It's like, well, I probably don't want to get to know them anymore. Right? <laughs> um, so that was pretty cool. And the biggest one is always be curious. I put it in all caps. Always be curious. I'm just like curiosity um, and being genuinely interested in other people is the thing that kind of makes all of this work. Um, so I thought that was really cool. So anyway, a lot of takeaways. Um, I've definitely talked about this book more than any other book I've read in a long time. Um, and it's great. I I think I burned myself out a little bit because it's like, you know, it, it is a... It's an intense process. Yeah, it's an intense process. I went really fast for, for a little bit and then mm-hmm. I was like... I don't, I don't want to read anymore for a little bit. That doesn't mean it's not a great book. Like, I get done and I'm like, wow, that was so good. Talk about it to people, like, like, it, and it's and it's really fun to be able to have this book because I go, hey, I'm reading this book and it said this about people. What do you think about that? And people are like, huh, like that, hmm. And so that's been really cool um, to have a lot of those conversations. So um, definitely recommend. Um, it's great. Uh, what's the main emotion I felt while reading? I said interested 71% because mm. like you're reading and you go, wow, that's really interesting. What's the next interesting thing I'm going to have? Yeah. Um, I said mind blown 27%. There's a lot of mind blown stuff in here, even though like I love personality stuff and personality junkie, but the way that she put it together was just mind blowing. And then, well, and this is more than personality. It's like, you know, interpersonal relationships kind of, which is related, yeah. but not the same thing at all. No. And I feel like it's a harder nut to crack. So I think I burned out a little bit on the personality section because I'm like, oh, this is all repeat stuff. Uh-huh. And like she'd package it in a new way and I'd be like, okay, cool. But also like, you know, where's the interesting stuff going to come back again? <laughs> um, not exactly, but... So maybe you didn't burn out as much as got a little bored. 
Well, I said bored 2%. <laughs> so that's the other 2% yes, that I felt. So I got it. you got it. Um, but it's a great, it's a great book. Um, should you read it? If you want to be better prepared for social interactions, then absolutely. Um, and what am I going to do now? I'm going to do mini experiments with sweet spots. So looking for, you know, get, finding the, the sweet spots in, in uh, situations. Ask people if they're working on any personal passion projects, like I hinted at before. And ask someone for something for a very silly reason. For instance, hey, Julianne, can you hand me that book? Because I should not have done this off the cuff. Um, hey, can you hand me that book? Because I want to put it on my head. Sure. Thanks. And then people would be like, what do you mean? And then maybe I don't put it on my head, but maybe I do. And uh, I don't know. That just felt like a fun a fun little one. I had to fill out this thing at the very end, and it said three. There were three You're going to put it on your head. You should do it for more than um, two seconds. Oh, I should, I should put it on. Well, I didn't actually. I was like, you're right. I should. I should. We'll see if this crashes and burns. <laughs> at the end of the book, I had to put in three mini experiments I was going to do. She said, um, do three mini experiments based on what you've learned in the book. Um, uh-huh. And so I picked the first two and I was like, that's really good. And the third one, I was like, let's do the silly reason thing. Um, so that was fun. Uh, so anyway, I think that was my last slide. Yes. So that is it. That is the, uh, the, the, the end of, of part two, which means that we are wrapping up Yeah. that book podcast for, for, uh, for this week absolutely yeah um if you if you like this episode please share it please comment please rate it whatever the things are that you that's a lot of asks uh here i got this okay hey can you please uh uh subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening and or watching Mm -hmm. um because they can hear new episodes when they come out No, no no that's that's not a silly reason oh i need a silly reason um, because I put a book on my head. <laughs> there we go. Well, the and people who are listening can't see the book, but I can testify that it's... That there. makes it even sillier. Oh. Yeah. So you don't even know if I put a book on my head. I mean, I did, but... Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So anyway... Uh, yes. Please please subscribe. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you actually want to after all of, all of this chaos, but... <laughs> Uh, Thanks for being here, and we will see you next week on That Book Podcast. Thanks, everybody.